What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Louie Lineup. Is this one for week seven? So let's start off with the breaking news is Deshaun Watson looks to be close to joining the Miami Dolphins this week. Uh, could happen as early as tomorrow, as you know, late as Friday. We'll see if they can get this deal done. But Deshaun Watson could be the quarterback for the Dolphins come week nine. Um, I wouldn't count him in week seven. So, you know, maybe week eight, week nine, he could be the starting quarterback of the Dolphins. And what does this mean for fantasy value? Well, first of all, if you have a quarterback that's outside the top 10, someone like Ryan Tannehill, who has just not performed this year, um, where he was going in drafts, if you have a quarterback outside the top 10, Watson is a great stash. I'd pick him up. Uh, I'd stash him on the bench. He could be a huge game changer. He's someone that can will you into the playoffs if you're behind right now and so on and so forth. He is a great stash option. I would go after him and stash him there. And if you have a bench spot open or someone that just you're never going to play, why not take him regardless of who your quarterback is? He's a great trade piece. Um, you can get some value for him, and he's a guy that can put up – no Kyler Murray numbers when he's healthy and when he's playing. Um, the, the, my Dolphins have a good wide receiving core for him. The offensive line isn't the best, but Watson's kind of used to not having a great offensive line in Houston. So he's got Waddle. He's got Parker. He's going to get Fuller back. Um, so there, there are players to throw to in Miami for Watson. So if you have those wide receivers and Waddle, Parker, Fuller, those are some good guys to have now. Really is. Um, I like I like Fuller a lot now because he played with Watson. He has that chemistry with Watson from Houston. So if he goes back, I mean, Fuller's one of my biggest trade targets right now. Go Try and go get Will Fuller. I mean, why not? If he's playing with Watson, you probably don't have to give up a ton for him right now. But Will Fuller is a good target, good pickup, good guy to go get. Um, and Waddle's gonna. And Waddle's been the, the, one of the biggest targeted guys there. Who knows? It was Tua and Alabama chemistry. But Waddle's another great, great guy to have. And Parker, I think, is the number three on that team when uh, Fuller's healthy. So Parker, probably just a flex option, uh, even when Watson's there. I think. I think he's a low end wide receiver two flex option, bye week fill in kind of wide receiver. But Fuller could end up being a wide receiver two for the rest of the year, and Waddle could be a wide receiver two slash one when Deshaun Watson comes back. I don't think it does anything for the running backs in Miami. So if you're thinking, oh, maybe Gaskin will get going now, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to buy into that. Um, Gaskin has not been great this year whatsoever. But I do think it's going to help Waddle, Fuller tremendously and um, give a little boost to Parker, but I don't think enough to make him a, a starter in your lineups. But for Fuller and Waddle, I'm really liking the Dolphins. And if you have a chance to get Deshaun Watson, get him. Um, could be a starter, could be a great trade piece. So either way, looking good there. All right, so let's stick with some quarterbacks here, some bye weeks. You know, you might got your quarterback on a bye. I'm looking at two guys right now. One guy's probably owned, but people may have gotten fed up with him and dropped him, and that's Ryan Tannehill, who's been having a horrible year. But he's playing a Chiefs defense that gives up a ton of points to wide receiver uh, quarterbacks and allows a bunch of yards. So 
Tannehill, this is a get it right week. You know, be great this week, Tannehill. Get your fantasy points, maybe a rushing touchdown. I'm expecting three total touchdowns at least from Tannehill. At least 250 yards. You're hoping for 300. We'll see if they just run Henry, Henry, Henry against the Chiefs. But Tannehill kind of has a bright outlook for this week in what will be a Chiefs-Tennessee high-scoring matchup. So Tannehill's probably a must-play this week. Um, give him the shot. Let him play. If he doesn't do well this week, I think he's droppable. I mean, if he puts up less than 20 points this week, I'm going to give you the thumbs up to drop Tannehill because he's really not hes not using Julio. He's not using A.J. Brown. I mean, it's just a Henry show over there. That's all it is. Uh, Tannehill's not doing enough offensively to be a consistent fantasy quarterback. So if you have someone else that you like more, by all means, go ahead and play them after this week. But this is Tannehill's last shot this week. Uh, another one, Matt Ryan this week. I like I think that Dolphins defense is Swiss cheese right now. Their secondary is not playing great. Uh, Falcons, you know, do have the ability to score. Um, you know, so my, against Miami, Matt Ryan should have Ridley back, should have Russell Gage back. We'll have Pitts healthy, Cordell Patterson, Mike Davis. He's got some guys there. Um, I like Matt Ryan this beat week with a healthy offense. Um Hopefully, he can be a good bi-week quarterback. He's someone that I'm targeting if he's available. My quarterback is on a bye. So some running backs here to look at. Uh, not much. Um, if you're in a bind, maybe Dernish Johnson tomorrow, Thursday night. Um, even though I'm not in love with that game. I think that's going to be a very low-scoring game. Cleveland's playing with their whole backup offense, so who knows if they're going to try to run it through Keenum, if they're just going to try to stick with their run game and let and pound Dernis Don Johnson into the ground. Um, Johnson's a good fill-in. If you need a running back, you absolutely need one. you got to pick up one and you got to play him. Dernis Johnson's not bad option. Uh, the option that's been going around for weeks, Gainwell of the Eagles too, still an option there. Uh, against the Raiders this week, so I probably have Gainwell one, Dernish Johnson two, and then if you really if you weren't able to pick up Johnson, uh, the third option here, just go with any Baltimore running back. I don't know Murray's questionable. If he doesn't play, you got Bell, you got Williams, you got Freeman. You got to just kind of hope one of those guys ends up in the end zone. Um, Bell got a rushing touchdown that week, so he intrigues me for a goal line option. Uh, Devonta Freeman also is a goal, more of a goal line back. Maybe he gets some carries. Tyson Williams is who they ran kind of weeks one and two a little bit. So who knows who's going to get the touches in Baltimore? You're just kind of playing roulette. You're spinning the wheel, and and that's it. You're hoping that your running back can get in the end zone. Uh, wide receivers to look at this week. You have Amon Ross, St. Brown for Detroit, whose targets have been high recently uh no less than seven targets in his last three weeks uh playing the rams defense that they're gonna need to throw against uh they're gonna need to put up points against maybe you're gonna have a little jared goff revenge game he plays pretty well so armand ross st brown kind of headlines my my wide receivers this week uh coming in at number two is donovan peoples jones look if odell's shoulders no good he didn't practice wednesday uh, Thursday night is the game. If he is not ready to go, 
Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be the number one wide receiver there along with their two tight ends. But Peoples-Jones had a great week last week, a couple touchdowns. Um, so we'll see. We'll see who plays. But if Odell, I know Landry's probably out again. Odell might not play. Peoples-Jones could be the number one target there for Case Keenum on Thursday night. So he's my number two option. Number three, a T.Y. Hilton. Look, the guy doesn't hasn't produced in, in a while, but he's a reliable he's a reliable guy. He's not going to put up zeros for you. He's going to get you a couple catches. You just kind of hope that he finds the end zone or that he has 100 yards. Normally, he doesn't put both of them together. Normally, he's a big yardage guy or you know maybe he'll find the end zone with 30 yards. So T.Y. being back this week for Carson Wentz. He targeted him, uh, caught all four targets last week for, I believe, 80 yards. So... T.Y., not an awful option to fill in on a bye week as a flex. And lastly, if you want a shot in the dark here, Rashad Bateman. I uh, thought he looked good in his first game with with the Ravens and uh, um, Lamar. So Bateman, why not? That's kind of a shot in the dark, someone that you can take. And if he keeps playing well, he'll keep getting reps and he'll be a viable option maybe as a flex so far for the rest of the year or at least for bye week weeks where Bateman can maybe plug uh, plug in for a start. So why not take the rookie, see what he can do. We know that the uh, wide receivers for the Browns, kind of, uh, I mean the Ravens, kind of lacks talent. Um, you know, Other than Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, why not? Why can't Bateman be that other reliable option and Hollywood just be the deep threat there? So if Lamar can have a wide receiver that he can hit on, you know, short yard situations. Um, why not be? Why not Bateman? Uh, that brings me to our tight ends. You know, with the possibility of Odell Landry still being out, we got Njoku and Austin Hooper. Maybe one of those guys can get a few catches if you know the number one targets people's Jones and. Dernish Johnson, Hooper, Njoku, I mean, those are your four playmakers for Cleveland in that game. If Odell, Landry are both out, we know Hunt and Chubb are out for sure. Baker's not playing, so it's going to be Keenum. Keenum's going to have to throw to those three guys and, you know, potentially maybe like a Demetric Felton, but I don't think he's worth a pickup. But I'm looking at those two catcher, pass catcher, tight ends, Njoku, Hooper, maybe one of them gets in the end zone if you're in a bind for a tight end this week. Uh, CJ Uzma, last week I said, why not? The guy's, you know, the guy's got three touchdowns in his last three games, um, playing against Baltimore. So tough, tougher matchup, but still one of the better tight ends. Um, Mo Ali Cox last week had the one catch for the touchdown, so I got a little lucky there, uh, saying Mo Ali Cox was a decent uh, fill-in. But he is a red zone target. He is a big target. Carson Wentz does like throwing to his tight end. Uh, another uh, tight end I like this week is first uh, Anthony Fersker, tight end for Tennessee. Um, you know, just because I think that game's going to be high scoring. If Fersker can find a way to get one of his three or four catches to be a touchdown, I like that. I like that value there um, if your tight end is on a bye this week. So Fersker, Uzma, one of the Cleveland tight ends. And um, last week I said Ricky Seals-Jones, right? He's going to be a good option there for as long as Logan Thomas is out. So Ricky Seals-Jones still still a very good option at tight end. If I had to rank them this week, I'd probably put Fersker as my first option. Uzma 2, Ricky Seal jones 3, and then 
Njoku and Hooper, 4-5, uh, kind of interchangeable, whichever one going to get in the end zone. I think Hooper has more of that red zone value than Njoku does, but anything can happen. All right, let's get to running backs that I'm kind of down on this week, and maybe you could sit and try to plug someone else in. Um not really high on anyone this week. This is going to be kind of a shorter episode. There's not much there. I mean, we talked about the Watson news, things like that. But there's no real wide receivers or, or running or running backs that I love this week. So let me just tell you the people that I'm down on this week. First one's Leonard Fournette. Uh, I know he's had some big weeks, but he's going against the Bears this Sunday. The Bears, these still respectable. I think the, that... Brady's going to try to throw in this game a lot. I expect. I think Brady could have anywhere between 30 and 40 passing attempts. I don't think they're going to try to establish the run much in this game. I think they're going to try to put the Bears away early and, and kind of beat them in a rout. We'll see. But Leonard Fournette's kind of low this week. Look, you don't go ahead and bench Leonard Fournette just because I think he's going to have a down week. A down week for him maybe you know, 15 or less. He could still end up with 12, 13 points, but I don't think it's going to be that 20-plus performance. But Leonard Fournette's just a RB2, maybe flex option this week for me, not so much an RB1. So another guy I'm looking to avoid is uh, Devontae Booker for the Giants. Carolina is ranked one against the run this year. The Giants are completely banged up on the offensive line. Um there, I don't. I see them having a lot of trouble moving the ball in this game. I don't see their run game getting going much, even though they've had some decent runs against the Rams last week. I just don't see much value for Booker here um, in a game where Daniel Jones did not look great last week. He's missing Andrew Thomas. Those two are, you know, together. Andrew Thomas goes. Daniel Jones goes. That offense goes. So Booker this week. You know, you're just kind of hoping he gets some in a full PPR. You're hoping he gets some catches. Uh, that's basically what you're banking on for Booker this week. I don't like many, um, many things there in that giant offense for this week. I don't like the Thursday night football game this week much, but you know, Cleveland does have to go to someone, and whether that's Jernis Johnson, the tight ends, or Peoples Jones. I mean. Yeah, I really don't like anyone in this game. I wouldn't force a play here. Uh, if you're on the fence, I'd say sit. I wouldn't force a play in this Thursday night game. Even on the other side, too, with the Broncos, Javante Williams, sit. Gordon, sit. Cleveland's D has been ranked uh, second against the run this year in fantasy. Not big on Denver running backs or their um, their wide receivers, really, this week. Uh, you could have played Sutton if you want. Maybe the... Cleveland offense can't get anything going, and the defense is just on the field too much, and Sutton can can burn them. Uh, Sutton, Patrick, and what? Yeah, who's their other one? I don't know if Judy's back this week. I don't think Judy will be back this week. I think they're going to probably hold him off on the short week and try to get him ready for next Sunday. But I'll check on that uh, right now and see what they say about Judy's status for Sunday. Um, I still have him listed on IR, they said, has less than a 50% chance to suit up. So I would not count on Judy playing in this game. So, you know, maybe play Sutton in the flex if you need him, but I don't like this Thursday night game. I think it's a crappy game. I think it's low scoring. I don't think it's a well-played game or anything of that nature. 
Really don't like the Thursday night football game. Um, lastly, Bears. The Bears offense, I'm down on this week. The, uh, I think the Bucks run defense does everything they can to stop any running back the Bears throw at them, whether it's uh, Williams or the rookie Khalil Herbert. Those two guys don't play in this week. Uh, I think Her- Herbert is droppable. Uh, with Williams coming back, and then you're going to have Montgomery off IR in a couple weeks. They have San Fran, Pitt after the Bucks, then they're by. So even if Montgomery has a setback or Williams has a setback and it's just Herbert or it's William, whoever you have for the Bears running backs, I don't like him, like them coming up. So down on the Bears this week. Down on the Bears the next couple weeks, especially with their running back situation there. Uh, Montgomery comes back, then everyone's pretty much useless. So that's going to do it for week seven. Uh, Big takeaway is just Deshaun Watson being a Dolphin by Sunday. Don't think he'll play Sunday for the Dolphins, but by week eight, he could be the starter there. Go get him. Here's Joe with your daily fantasy lineup. What's up, everyone? Joe Wanderling back with you. HVH Picks, welcome to week seven. I can't believe it's already week seven of the NFL. We're back with Lou and Louie Lineups, here to give you guys our DraftKings lineup. Um, A lot to dive into this week, a very... Um, pretty wild week, if you ask me. A lot of double-digit spreads, a lot of opportunity here for those of you that are still in your survivor pools. Right, We, we got it's across the board 10, 11, 12, I think all the way up to 17-point spreads um, this week. So definitely be careful for those of you that are betting. Great opportunity to throw in a couple teasers this week, right? At 17, you're on the fence. You know, Make that 23, and to me, that's a no-brainer. Um, I'm one that usually isn't too fond of parlays or teasers but i feel like with this week with those big spreads that are obviously there for a reason you know vegas is always pretty spot on you want to give yourself even more of a cushion there's definitely opportunity there for you but let's get into our DraftKings uh lineup for this week definitely a more conventional one for us probably the biggest name in terms of a quarterback we've ever picked in the seven weeks so far so something lou will definitely be fond of and we're going with matthew stafford um, for the Rams at home, playing against his old team. I wish this game was in Detroit. That would make it that much better for Stafford and Goff. But Goff is going home. Stafford gets a home game against his former team at 7,100. It's a no-brainer for us. He's cheap enough. Um, your Mahomes, your Brady's, they're a little bit more expensive this week. Your Kyler Murray's going up against those lesser opponents. They're obviously due for a big day. Stafford's been hot. That Rams offense has been hot. So for us, 7,100, lock it in. Matthew Stafford going up against his former team should be a huge game for him, similar to the one he had last week against the Giants. On to our running backs, um, kind of the same setup for us in terms of going with the hot hand. Leonard Fournette, he's been finding the end zone a little bit more the last couple of weeks. They're going home against a Bears team. Again, could be a lopsided game. It's one of those double-digit spreads. So we're going to stick with Fournette. They get out to a big lead. They hand the ball off a little bit more. Goal line, he's obviously the guy. So we look for him to continue to find the end zone this week at 6,400. 
And then for the Patriots, we're going Damian Harris. Um, he's found the end zone a couple times this year. He gets his touches, um, 81 attempts to be exact. So he's their guy. He had a great week against the Jets the first time he played up against them. So we're expecting the same thing here now at home. Mac Jones is starting to get a little bit more comfortable in that offense, pushing the ball down the field, putting up more points. They did put up 29 against Dallas last week. Hopefully they could do the same against this Jets team coming off a bye. This game could be sneaky high scoring for me. Um, And when I say that, I mean like 50 points, 52 points. I'm not saying that both teams are going to break 30, but I believe the over-under in this game is sitting around the low 40s, like 41, 42. So I think this game could be a little bit more high scoring than people anticipate. And I think Damian Harris can play a big part in that at home. Let's go to the wide receivers. Some familiar faces for us, but they've just been the definition of consistency um, for at least two of them. All year long, they've been consistent for the third one we're going to touch on. The last couple of weeks, ever since he made his comment that, you know, I need more touches, he's been getting them um, just plentiful, um, especially alongside Cooper Cup. Robert Woods has just been getting his touches, and he's been doing a lot with those touches. So we're going to go with Jamar Chase. I believe he's top five in the NFL in receiving yards, regardless of opponent. He's just he's doing everything, catching the ball, finding the end zone, making blocks. So I think he's making a huge case as the favorite right now for rookie of the year. There's still a lot of football left to be played, but I think he's your favorite right now. So we're going to go with Chase. We're going to go with Jalen Waddell. You know, same story, just in terms of targets, at least. There's, there might not be anybody more consistent in football right now than Waddle. He's got 37 of them through six games. I mean, you can't, can't really beat that. I'm sorry, receptions. So that's six receptions a game on average. The targets there are close to double digits. So I'm not going to overthink this one. We're going to lock in Chase at 6,200, Waddle at 5,600, and then like we mentioned, Robert Woods, 6,400. We're going to go with him over Cooper Cup. I think the the volume is there for both of them each week. So if one's at 8,400, one's at 6,400, it's really not a question for me. I'm going to take the cheaper route. I think the targets, the touches, the yards, and the touchdowns could go Either way, every week there's plenty to go around, especially if they keep playing these opponents like the Giants and the Lions. So we're going to go with Woods, Stafford, Connection. We usually don't like taking two guys, same team, especially quarterback. But I think you know it's, a, it's a, almost a lock. I don't like using that word, but the closest thing to a lock, to a guarantee that this offense at home is going to put up 30-plus points this Sunday. So I'm not going to overthink it. We have no problem putting both of them in our lineup. So lock in Woods. On to our tight end. I'm pretty excited about this pick. I think it was a huge pickup for the Arizona Cardinals. Zach Ertz making his debut. What better way to make his debut than at home against the Houston Texans? This is this could be the most lopsided game of the week, especially um, the Cardinals just putting up points like it's like there's no tomorrow. Just every single week, thirty plus, thirty five plus. It's just and it's regardless of opponent, right? They went into Cleveland and and did their thing and made them look like you know, a very bad team um, and a very poor defense. So on top of all of that, me seeing this on DraftKings as I'm looking at it, Zach Ertz, you lock him in, the opponent ranked 32nd against tight ends, Houston, like icing on the cake for me. So Zach Ertz, he's cheap, 3,900 in an offense that should put up plenty points. Um, And it's kind of like the theme for us this week is that, you know, 
these opponents with it being so lopsided and lesser opponents. And I understand that upsets happen and close games happen and teams could show up or not show up in different ways. I get all that. But the numbers and the opponents, the matchups in front of us suggest that guys like Stafford, no-brainer, offense, plenty there. Fournette, same thing. Waddle, even going up against Atlanta with Tua second week back. Tua looked awesome last week, right? So, again, don't see an issue there. Woods with Stafford and now Ertz for that Cardinals team that there might be four, five, six touchdowns to go around. So for me, red zone target easily can get one or two of those. He's cheap. We're locking him in. And then at our flex, a little bit of a a wild card or bold play if there is one this week for us. And that's J.D. McKissick. Um, Antonio Gibson's pretty banged up. I think he's going to play. He had a big fumble last week. He had a big fumble a couple weeks ago. So I think McKissick can continue to grow, getting his touches. He's great in the passing game, especially if this game gets away from Washington at Green Bay, which they very well could. You know, the running game becomes obsolete. McKissick is the guy in the passing game, so we're going to lock him in at our flex at 5,000. And then lastly, our defense, New England at home against the Jets. I know they're playing a little bit better. They're coming off a bye. Wilson's continuing to make strides, but I think New England, their defense let them down last week against the Cowboys, and I mean, as tough an opponent as it gets, gave up 35. I think the defense bounces back in a big way, and we're going to lock in the Patriots. Defense at 3,400, leaving us with 300 left over. So if you like one or two things, you want to plug in and out, you have some money there to play with. Let's run it back top to bottom. We got Stafford, Leonard Fournette, Damian Harris, Chase, Waddle, Robert Woods, Zach Ertz, J.D. McKissick. Wrap it all up with the Patriots defense. Best of luck to you guys. Week seven, we're almost halfway done. We've got to start thinking about playoffs for fantasy football. Huge bye week. This is the biggest bye week so far. I believe six teams are on buys. So get in on all the action. Best of luck across all platforms, whether it's DraftKings, fantasy football, your bets, whatever the case may be. I am Joe Wanderling, HVH Picks. Feel free to reach out, message us, get our two cents. We love to talk all things sports, particularly football. Best of luck this week, guys.